You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. Let's raise that praise. I want you to notice here in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 4 that Paul's verse here is addressing the church. Most people that aren't taught only consider the church to be a building that is set aside for worship. But though that is true, the church has a deeper meaning or more excellent meaning. And it's important for you to understand that, yes, we are in God's house, his sanctuary, the church. But you need to further your understanding of the church. The church comes from a word called ecclesia. Everybody say ecclesia, which means the called out ones. When a person is a part of the church, it says that they have repented of sin and accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So they have been called out of sin as well as out of the world. Now, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Paul told the Roman church, be not conformed to this world. And so if you are a Christian, you are a part of the church. I can consider you my brother or my sister in, in the Lord. So another definition of the church has to do with those that have been called out. And understand, young people, when you have been called out of sin, when the Lord has saved you, it's more than just what you say with your mouth. People should be able to see in your lifestyle that you have been called out. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Then he says, behold or look, all things have become new. When you are a part of the church, even though you are young, folks should see a difference in you. When you talk, folks should hear a difference in you. When you make moves, folks should see that you move different because you have been called out from sin and the world. We might as well go ahead and say it. You ought to be a trendsetter if you truly born again. Secondly, Paul is addressing the entire church. 
not just one individual, but a group of people. A corporate setting, if you will. The church are a group of young men and young women that are Christians, and they think, talk, and act according to God's word. Not just one of us, but all of us. I said not just one of us, but all of us that name the name of Jesus. And it's important, young people, for us to be on the same page. It's important for a house not to be divided. When it comes to the MSW, we should be thinking the same thing. We should be talking the same thing. And we should be making similar alike choices that are based upon God's word. See, if you say you should be following the pastor as the pastor is following Christ. Therefore, all of us are thinking the same, talking the same, and acting the same. If you see pastors striving to do right because we're part of the church, you strive to do right. You see pastor make a mistake, but then he repent and get it right. Y'all ought to help me. What should the church do? Repent and get it get it right we all on the same page pastor been talking about better is here and bigger is here then we all need to be talking that what better is here and bigger is here but then you look at the actions you you see it's raining outside but but pastor still coming to church well we all on the same page pastor at church guess where i need to be at church we move as a group we move as a unit. We go from one pastor to another pastor. How many are understanding? So when it comes to the church, it's those who have been called out from sin in the world and those who collectively think, talk, and act based upon God's, God's word. Now, when Paul was addressing the church in our verse, I want you to notice he uses a familiar word to many of us. He uses the word boast. Paul is boasting about the church in this verse. He's boasting about what he's seen and what he has, what he's heard. Now, some of us, your definition of boast would just simply be to brag, and, and you would be correct, right? But to boast also means to celebrate or to approve of someone's lifestyle. Paul, being the overseer of this church, was overseeing the flock that God made him responsible of, and he saw some things that were praiseworthy. He saw some things that was worth bragging about, celebrating about, and he wanted them to know about it. He was commending them based upon their lifestyle. And though it's not a major point, I want to rest right here and just kind of talk to us about this particular point because it's noteworthy. 
you should strive as a young man or a young woman that has a tight reputation or you're someone that others can brag on when it comes to the will of God. You need to be the type of person that strives to have a reputation of being someone that's without reproach. In other words, when people bring up your name, you're not messy. You're not into no dumb stuff. You, you got a good reputation. That's the type of young man or young woman that you should strive to be. You, you should be the type person that people can brag on, speak highly of, in a good manner. Notice what Proverbs says if you're taking notes. Proverbs 27 and 2. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth. A stranger and not your own lips. Y'all see that? People that know you and people that don't know you should be able to brag about your lifestyle. People should be able to say, you know, it's something different about him. It, it, it's something unique about her. She, she don't carry herself like other young women. Her attitude ain't like other young women. You should be praiseworthy amongst folks that know you and folks that are strangers. I got to pause right there and ask you a question. How does God and people describe you? When your name comes up among the administration of teachers at your school, are you that problem student? Are you the one at your job that they can't trust around money? Are you the one that's known on your job for always being 10 minutes late? What do folks say about you? Are you the type of person that people say, look, don't loan him no money because you ain't going to get it back. How is your reputation in these streets? You ought to be certified if you're a trendsetter. You ought to be known as somebody that's living according to God's word. When the guys are talking about who they trying to hit in the locker room, are you the type girl that they can say, yes, yeah, she fine, but you might well go on to the next one because you ain't getting nothing from her. She look good, smell good. She got it going on, but brother, I done tried. I done put my best game on her. What's your rep in these streets? Look at somebody say, what's your reputation? Can folk brag on you? Can your pastor depend on you if he puts you on program? Can your parents trust you around your siblings with their car and at their house? What's your reputation? When you look in the Bible, young people, you see that what I'm saying is true. In the book of Job, Satan was walking around the earth going to and fro looking who he could devour. 
came up in a conversation with God, and the Lord said, where, where, where you been, Satan? He said, I'm, I'm looking for somebody. I'm just walking around this earth looking for somebody, going to and fro. And God started boasting on Job, bragging on Job. Job 1 and 8, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Look at this recommendation, that there is none like him, not in a city, not in a state, not in a region, but on, on earth. Ain't nobody on earth like him. A blameless and upright man one who fears God and shuns or stays away from evil. Young folk, you need to come highly recommended. Just like Job, you need to come highly recommended. Young men, are you known as a servant or a player? Are you known as a Christian or somebody who like to get high? Are you known as somebody who's upright or live by faith or you live by what the latest rapper is talking about? Are you somebody as a young man that fears God and stays away from, from evil? Or are you the type of young man that says, I'm down for whatever? See, if you say you can't be down for whatever, everybody can't be your partner or your ride or die. You got to know how to stay away from evil. You got to know how to look at a girl with a nice body and a big old butt and say she fine, but I'm looking at the fruit. That's an evil woman. Let me stay away from her. And y'all may not go ahead and amen it and say I'm right, but I know I'm telling the truth. And I ain't forgot about the sisters. How is your reputation? Over in 1 Samuel 25 and 3, I'm not going to go there, but, but it says that there was a man named Nabal. Somebody shout Nabal. Nabal had a wife named Abigail. Abigail, the Bible says she was a woman who was beautiful and a woman of good understanding. The Bible was bragging on her. But then it said, but Nabal, he was harsh or mean and known for his evil doings. But let me just go ahead and deal with Abigail. Young women, are you known for being beautiful and having good understanding? That's what you need to be known for. You need to be known for being well put together. You, you need to be known as a young woman that got good personal hygiene. You need to be known as a young woman that has her business in order. That's beautiful. You may not have the biggest chest, but you work with what you got. You may not be as thin as the other girls, but you know how to work that thickness because you know you have been beautifully and wonderfully made. You are unique. You don't have to show yourself to get nobody attention. You know you got it going on. And that needs to be your reputation. That needs to be. You don't want fellas and other girls talking about, there she go right there. That's that hoe over there. No! You a young woman that got good understanding. Abigail was a young woman who was in the will of God. Knowledge and understanding come from the mouth 
of God. You need to be known as a young woman that got a solid reputation with Jesus. You need to be known as a young woman that know how to get a prayer through. You need to be known as a young woman that don't give out her number to everybody that she meet. You need to be known as a young woman that got good grades, got money in her checking, her savings, and her brokerage account. Look at somebody and say, you need to have good understanding. Good understanding. Good understanding. Good understanding. Your reputation as a young man and a young woman as a Christian should be stellar. Tell somebody your reputation as a child of God should be stellar. When you talk about Daniel and the Hebrew boys, the Bible says they were distinguished. It was something different about them. And so the question is still on the table. How does God and people describe you? And all I heard was an oh Lord. We don't need to only love God with our mouth, young people with our actions even when we mess up we should be known as young men and you as young women that are still striving to do what's right that's a stellar reputation y'all ought to put your hands together right there because that's some good teaching and so Paul was boasting on this church and he gave three traits Three traits that this church had that young men and young women in our day and time should likewise have. I want to primarily deal with one of them, but I'm going to hit all three. Because when you are Christ-minded, you should have all three of these. How many are still striving to be Christ-minded at the MSW by a show of hands? So he gave three traits, and we're going to hit it and quit it. Look at somebody say, Pastor, going to hit it, and then he's going to quit it. Number one, he says, patience. Get y'all mind out the gutter. Patience. That's what they had in the midst of persecution, trouble. These folk had patience they had cheerful attitude when it came to waiting on God and, and a patient person not only is cheerful but they are also consistent even when they struggling going through but happy and consistent that's a patient person Happy and consistent. Don't have all the money that you need, but you, you're happy and you're still coming to church. Don't, don't, don't have all your needs met yet, but you're still happy and bringing God his tithe and his offering. Things may not be going the way you desire, but you got some joy and you're still praying. They were patient in tribulation. And young folk, we got to check ourselves and learn to be patient in the midst of what we go through. Because some of us in here, when trials come your way, you lose your focus. 
When trouble comes your way, you get off track. And for some young people, it's, it's like a, a, a circle. You do the same thing. You do good, trouble come, you back up. You do good, you repent, then you get back doing good, then trouble come, and you back up. You're unstable in your ways. God rewards those who are diligent. Somebody shout, you got to be patient. You got to happily wait. Let's look at some verses to back up what I'm saying. Luke 8.15. Look at patience. Luke 8.15. Talking about folk that received the word. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who haven't heard the word with a noble and good heart. Keep it and bear fruit with what? Keep it and bear fruit with what? See, part of being young and mature is learning to hold on to the word even when you're going through things. You're coming to church, you're getting the word, but you still got problems in your life. You don't let the problems move you off the word. You keep the word. And you have to have in your mind, as long as I just wait on the Lord and stay committed to him, he's going to bring my desire to pass. That's what you call patience. But some of us, instead of being patient, you get anxious. You get anxious. You want something so bad, you're willing to do anything to get it. And that's wrong. The Bible says, don't be wise in your own sight. Don't be wise. Why are you trying to make it happen? If God got you going through a process that seems slow, God's way is the best way. How many have ever visited the kitchen in your house and cooked you something? Whether it be eggs, but especially salmon or, or, or a hamburger. Salmon and hamburger are one of those things that can look done on the outside. But if you're not patient and let it cook, it's raw on the inside. And that's how some, some of us are. You're looking good on the outside, but on the inside you're depressed you're confused, and you know God don't want you to be oppressed. He came to free folk that are depressed. You know God don't want you to confu be confused because God is not the author of confusion. Isn't it amazing how you can look right on the outside, but on the inside be jacked up, smiling on the outside, but in pain on the inside? That ain't how God wants you living. You just got to be patient. You got to hold on to that word, even though you're going through some struggle or difficult times in your life. And remember that patience causes fruitfulness to come forward. Say that with me. Say patience causes fruitfulness. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. The end of a thing. Boy, that got me happy. The end of a thing. See, you're going through a thing, but it's an end to it. You're not going to be stuck there if you just keep moving forward. There's an end to it. It's temporary. The end of a thing. Woo, the end of you struggling financially. 
the end of you going through in your body, the end of you not having a job, the end of you having your own, there's an end to what you're going through. The end of a thing is better than it's, y'all ain't read that right. Come on, choir. The end of a thing is better than it's beginning. Here it is. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Patience is beneficial. You just got to let God develop you. You got to let God make you. You got to let God mold you. James said you got to let patience have her perfect work. See, patience is working, but you got to let her work. You got to let her work on your attitude. You got to let her work on how you give. You got to let her work on how you pray. You got to let her work on how you are a steward. Look at somebody and say, let patience work. She's trying to bring forth something in your life. You got to learn how to be patient with your, with your mother. You got to learn how to be patient with your child. You got to learn how to be patient with your husband. Look at somebody say, let patience work. It's beneficial. He said, when patience get through with you, you're going to be perfect, complete, good God, lacking nothing. But all this happens when you're going through. Sometimes you go through young folk and you just want it to be over with. When am I coming out? When is this season going to be over and done? God ain't going to give you the answer. You just got, you just got to let patience, let her work. Let her work. Let her work on you. And this is what they had. They had patience. Number two, they had faith in the midst of what they were going through. They were trusting God. Or faith, young people, is not just trusting God. Faith is what we're supposed to live by. And the just shall live by, by faith. But this is what the Lord dealt with me about concerning this great congregation. When you get to going through, faith, young people, is your defense. You got to use your faith in the midst of what you're going through. Crying, being sad and pitiful is not going to help you. You got to use your faith. You got to activate your faith. Paul told the Ephesians first, Above all, taking the shield of faith. Look at this. With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of who? The wicked one. So when you have opposition in life, you have to use your faith so you can get the victory. What causes us to overcome the world or get the victory? John said our Faith. He describes faith as being a, a shield. So when you're going through things and your enemies, whether it's yourself or a demon or your situation, tells you you're going to always be like this. 
you're going to always struggle. And how many know self will talk to you? Demons will talk to you. And your situation will talk to you. But God said, above all, take the shield of faith. So when that voice tells you, you're going to struggle like this. It's going to be like this always. You take that shield and you say, nope. The Bible says that this is temporary. The Bible says that all things work together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's your shield. You remember when Jesus was going through in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and, and Satan was telling him to do certain things, turn this stone unto bread, cast yourself off of this pinnacle and watch the angels come and, and take care of you. He was speaking things to him, but, but Jesus would use the shield of faith. He would say, ah, oh, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes or proceeds from the mouth of God. He was the perfect example. When you get to going through, young folk, you got to use the shield of faith to defend yourself. You got to use the shield of faith to defend yourself so the wicked one doesn't kill, steal, or destroy. How many times have you listened to strange voices? How many times have you allowed strange voices to influence you or get you depressed. Don't you know you got weapons? Have you not heard, have you not read the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds? You got weapons. You got to use the weapons when you're going through. You can be battling depression, but you don't have to stay depressed. You can be battling lust, but you don't have to walk in lust. We can be calling your name, but, but, but it just ain't going to jump in your mouth and inhale. No, you got to use faith so you can overcome what you go through in this world. And listen to me and listen to me good. Let me set the record straight. It's only so much your parents and your pastor can do. You have to be not only a hearer of the word, but a doer. It's only so much that pastor and your parents can do. You have to grow up and start putting the word in action the way you need to put it in action. They had faith. Good God Almighty. Tell somebody faith is a defense. And before I deal with this last one, if you put faith and patience together, you own to something. Because the Bible says, young people, when we use faith and patience, that's how we obtain the promises of God. Hebrews, what is it? Six and 12. So all I need to do is take these keys that pastor teaching me. And when I get to going through, put faith and patience into action. And God going to start blessing Woo, I said God going to start blessing. God going to continue to bless. That's how we obtain the promises of God. But the one thing that this church had 
that I'm going to deal with a little bit more thoroughly is endurance. They had patience, they had faith, and they had endurance. These folks were tough. These folks knew how to go through something and come out with a testimony. And see, that's what God wants for you. He wants you to go through things in your life and come out with a, with a testimony. A testimony is what's going to help other people overcome. So it lets us know that life is just bigger than us. It's bigger than you. You're going through some of what you're going through because God wants to use your life to help somebody else. But in order to get that testimony, you got to toughen up. You got to get some endurance. Endurance. The root meaning or one of the root meanings of endurance is to hold oneself up. When you endure tough times in life, young people, it says that you know how to hold yourself up. You know how to put your shoulders back, hold your head up, get out that bedroom and go to work, come and go wherever else you need to go. You know how to keep it together. You know how to hold yourself up. Many young people, when they get to going through things in our day and time, instead of holding themselves up, they break down. They break down. I mean, just soft. Cry, baby. <laughs> get yourself together. Everybody going to go through something in this life. You got to have some endurance. Have you ever been to practice and the coach got you out there running? You out there running or you, or you, or you work out on your own? And you said, man, I'm going to do 30 minutes on this treadmill. I'm going to do 30 minutes on this elliptical bike. And, man, you get to running them laps, so you get on that treadmill or that bike, and all of a sudden, right in here, it starts grabbing you. And you know what? You start bending what? Bending over. Because you're out of, you're out of shape. But remember, somebody with endurance, they can hold themselves. They can hold themselves up. That's how you got to be. You got to grow and mature that every time somebody say something to you that you don't like, you don't break down. You don't get ready to cuss somebody out, cut somebody. You got to get some endurance. You got to hold yourself together. You got to realize everybody ain't going to like you. Everybody ain't going to want to be your friend. Everybody ain't going to ride with you. But you don't break down and get depressed over that. You hold yourself up. You may not get the job you applied for. You may not get the car that you go to the lot and decree, it's mine. It may not happen. I don't receive that. It don't matter. Because it happens. 
that's life. Sometimes what you want to happen don't happen. But don't break down. You got to have the mindset, man, I didn't get that one. That must mean God got something better. Lord, I didn't get that job. That must mean he got something better. I didn't get approved that time. That must mean he got something better. But don't break down. Hold yourself up. Endurance, number two, means to make solid. And see, that's what God uses trouble and trials to do, is to toughen us up. When you feel like you got to have a man, you can't function without a man, you ain't solid, girl. You ain't solid. You, 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 you are not as solid because that means dude can just say something and you do it. Remember, you need to have good understanding. You need to be to the point to where if it's somebody you married say something and it ain't right, you don't go along with them. That's what we learned from Job. Job told his own wife, she said, curse God and die. He said, hold up, girl, you've been, you've been hanging with the foolish women. Job was solid. That's how you got to be. You got to be solid. You got to have some endurance. Paul said, be steadfast. Fast. You got to be solid. You got your check direct deposit on Thursday. You wake up on Friday and it's already spent. Quit complaining. At least you getting the check. At least ain't nobody garnishing your wages. You think you're the only one to get a check? And then by the time you sit down to be ready to spend it, that is gone, you must be crazy. Why are you breaking down? You got to learn how to be low. See, if you know how to act when you low, when God do a little something, something for you, you still going to come to church. You ain't going to be high booty and treating us different now that you got a little bankroll. No, because you remember from where you came from. You ain't solid. You got, you got, you got to allow trouble to make you better. You got to get some in endurance. Baby, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I don't want to talk about it. Two days go by. It's something wrong. What? Nothing. I don't want to talk about it. Then finally, a week later, what's wrong, baby? He broke up with me. All these boys at school, all these boys in the city, and you hanging your head down over somebody that don't like you? What's wrong with you? All these young men out here. Look at them, all of them. Breaking down. 
got to get solid. Everything in life, young people, is not going to go according to your whiteboard plan. Should we write the vision down? Should we make it plain? But here's the rub. Everything ain't going to go according to your plan. You got to learn how to persevere and deal with the troubles of life. Some trouble happens because you didn't listen to who you should have listened to. If you got pregnant, that's on you. You let them put it in there. That's on you. The only one I can recall that got pregnant without it being put in there was Mary. Everybody else, it got to be put in there. And it take two to get it in there. Somebody got to give it. And somebody got to... I'm too raw for y'all. So if you get pregnant, God forbid, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. You did it. You raw dogged it. You did it. So you got to persevere. You got to learn how to deal with the trouble. Quit complaining about the car note. You signed the papers. Man, we used to have this, this car at the time. We needed a car. We were desperate for a car, so we just took the deal because we had to have a car. About a good while after we got the car, we was complaining because we found out folk that had the same car was paying $200 less than what we was paying. I had to suck it up because I signed the papers. I did the deal. So I just had to trust God until the end. Boy, you talking about somebody happy when we paid that off. But I learned. I learned that no matter how much you want something, it, it, you don't sign nothing unless it benefits you. I ain't never had that problem again. But I had to deal with it. Lord, I'm paying more than what I should for this car. But, Lord, at least we got a car. And every time that payment came around, I would bite my teeth because I knew I could have been paying $200 less. But it wasn't nobody's fault but, but mine. Are y'all with me? Let's go to 2 Timothy 4. We close. 2 Timothy 4 and 5. 2 Timothy 4 and 5, but you be watchful in how many things? Help me. I need a group that ain't going to embarrass me. But you be watchful in what? We got all these visitors in here and y'all can't even read. Come on now. But you be watchful in what? And then he says, endure what? Endure it. You got to focus on the good. When you're going through, matter of fact, let's take a quick poll. How many going through something right now? Focus on the good. Talk about what's good. 
James said it like this. Count it all joy. Focus on the good. You, you can pull the bad, but you got to train yourself. I'm enduring. Let me look at the, at the good. When me and my wife get to talking about something, and we going through, and she bring up certain things, I tell her, I don't want to talk about that. That ain't good. That ain't praise work. I don't want to hear it. Let's talk about something good. I got something I do. Fellas, that's married, you can use this. I use it at my house at 307. I tell good sister, let's lip. More hip. I say, girl, don't say nothing. Just, just walk across the room. Go on and walk. Strut. <laughs> Let me see you walk. Make me happy. <laughs> I got to focus on what's good. Why y'all looking at me like that? He who finds a wife <laughs> finds a good thing. Girl. <laughs> I got enough problems on the outside. I don't need no problems on the, on the inside. Less lip <laughs> and more hip. <laughs> and my sisters ain't liking that. <laughs> but the Bible says that woman was made <laughs> for a man. Y'all ain't ready for no engagement, so y'all keep being young. You got to focus on what's good. Say that with me. Say, I got to focus on what's good. Is the only thing you can talk about your bills? What's wrong with you if that's you? That's all you talk about is your bills? You're not enduring properly. You're not enduring. Is all you talking about is the pain in your life? Folk that make you sick, get on your nerves. You are pessimistic. You got to toughen up. And you got to tough it out in the midst of what you're going through. Look at this, and we're close. James 5 and 11. James says some wisdom right here. Indeed, we count them blessed who what? Endure. See, when you're going through and you're in the will of God, you're blessed. You're blessed when you suffer for righteousness' sake. God is not waiting to bless you when you get out of the trouble. If you're enduring what you're going through, you're blessed right in the trouble. God doesn't wait again for you to get out the trouble to bless you. You're blessed while you're going through the trouble. Go ahead and say that. Say, I'm blessed in it and not just out of it. That's it. You're blessed while you're going through. I'm blessed. Those who endure are blessed. Look at it. You have heard of the perseverance or endurance of Job and have seen the end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is very compassionate and what? Look at that. You got to know there's an intended end for what you're going through. God has a purpose for what you're going through. There's an intended end. In. God intended to bless Job double 
in the midst of what he was going through. That was what God purposed. I'm going to let him go through. But when he come out, he's going to have double more than what he had when he went in. God has an intended end for what you're going through. So you got to wait for it. You just got to wait for it. You got to know God got great things in store for you, but you got to wait for it. You got to endure it. You got to tough it out. It hurts and it's supposed to hurt, but you got to tough it out. You, you got to hold yourself together. You got to get solid and you just got to trust God. He has an expected end for you. Healing might be your expected end. Financial breakthrough might be the expected end. Business owner may be the expected end. But whatever it is, you got to wait for it. You got to just tough it out. Quit complaining. Deal with it the right way. Habakkuk said in closing, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, there's that end again. It will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, young people, what does he say? Wait just wait for it. Though it's taking a while, just, just wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. It's going to get here when he wants it to get here. You just got to endure it. You got to endure the suffering. You got to quit thinking it's strange as some strange thing has happened to you and just endure it because it's coming. That's the word of the house. It's coming. Matter of fact, it's already here. But what God has for you, it's going to happen. You got to change your mindset and say, I'm going to tough it out. The marriage has gotten difficult, but I'm going to tough it out. Things are not going the way I planned, but I'm going to tough it out. I'm not possessing what I want to possess yet, but I'm going to tough it out. I'm just going to wait for it. Because it's coming. Ooh, I say it is. It's coming. It's, co it's on the way. You don't have no tracking number, but it's coming. You can't, you can't get no text notification, but it's, it's coming. Your indication is when the prophet speaks. And if you believe his prophets, you shall prosper. Look at somebody and say, we're going to tough this thing out. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for the lesson on today.